another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So I saw another bucket list artist from the 2009 Common Ground Music Festival, and this was the only time I got to see him. This episode is going to revolve around the Billy Squire show I attended on July 8th, 2009 at the Common Ground Music Festival, Adato Riverfront Park in Lansing, Michigan. And to help me recap this concert and discuss some of Billy Squire's discography, please welcome back host of, now get ready, this is going to take a little while, Shout Out Loudcast, Album Review Crew, Dorm Damage, and the Zeppelin Chronicles. Hey Tom, what's up? What's going on, Brad? Thanks for having me again. <laughs> always, always love the Slam Fest. Good times. Ab- yes, absolutely. So, yeah, we're going to talk about a fellow New Englander. Of That's yours, right. That's right. right. Yep, so, yep. Where, where's well? What is it? Wells, Wellesley. Wells, yeah. Wellesley, Mass is a very, very, very wealthy suburb of uh, outside of Boston, west of oh, west wow. of okay. Boston. Very, okay. very, very. Very wealthy, very hoity-toity. <laughs> um, it's got Wellesley College out there. So oh, it's yeah. Very, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's 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 where the beautiful people live. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. No, that's where uh, that's where Billy's from. I'm not sure yep. if it was the beautiful people land when he grew up there, but it sure as hell is now. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, so so interesting. Obviously, I know you know Tom, Tom and Zeus are from from the Boston area, so I knew this yep. show was going to pop up on my chronology and i in the back of my head i'm like okay well i'm gonna kind of wait and see if it, you know that do either of them mention them ever on the show and so well what do you guys do you you bring don't say no to the arc yes <laughs> uh, yeah. podcast back i think about episode 40 i think of that i don't know what in the grand scheme i don't know what episode number that was but yeah it was early this, early this year yep earlier this year yeah so tom brought that album and so i knew obviously that he was a fan of that album reached out to him i don't know what a couple months ago yep. and yep. you're like yeah you know I'm, I'm i'm i love that album and and kind of more of a hits guy and i said well I've got the I've got the perfect episode for you then, because yep. <laughs> we're gonna nope. we're gonna dive into dive into his hits, you know, over his you know the main main portion of his career. So I'm yeah. glad uh, glad you were willing to come on and and chat about. Him. Oh, always, yeah. I mean, when I picked when I picked, don't say no. Like every once in a while, when we do the album review crew, so we pick you know we rotate and pick albums. Sometimes we pick albums that we grew up with or albums that are kind of. But yeah, Billy Squire was like a huge part. I mean, we're all kind of around the same age and people who were listening to this and people our age are MTV kids. So, you know, those formative years with MTV and FM rock radio and going to the record stores and stuff, you couldn't you couldn't avoid uh, avoid Billy Squire, you know, especially yeah. that that don't say no era. Yep. Yep. So how, how can you pinpoint kind of some background? Like when did you first get exposed to him or you mm-hmm. know that type of thing? Yeah, so it was definitely MTV, and it was it was Don't Say No, and it was back when, you know, he had all these videos, but back then, they, they weren't, it was the same video, it was just a different song, you know, they were they were these performance, these performance-based videos, you know, it looked like, you know, someone's basement with a makeshift drum riser, and they're really, you know, some lights, and it was just the band, yeah. and, you know, all the, you know, you know, My Kind of Lover, and Lonely is the Night, and In the Dark, they all looked the same. And I remember yeah. thinking, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm like this because 1981, don't say no. Like that was it was, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like heavy 
metal. It wasn't like Ozzy or Sabbath or right. And it, right. and it wasn't like, you know, like real pop rock. So he kind of straddled that fence between kind of, you know, bridging the, the, that, that gap between like the arena rock, which I loved, you know, I loved foreigner and Boston and journey. Right. right and, right. you know, had a little bit of an edge to it, you know, great guitarist, you know, the band was great. And I was just like, wow, this is really cool. And I have a sister that's four years older than me. So I was eight years old in 81. She was 12. And, uh, you know, back then we were obsessed with MTV and record stores and the radio. And I remember getting, I think it was the cassette of Don't Say No. And The Stroke was the big song at the time, obviously. Um, and then after that, I kind of followed him into the second album, Emotions in Motion. And I, yeah. I, I, re- I really liked a lot of those popular songs. And then after that, my music tastes kind of changed. He was always he was always around. Um but I don't really know if I bought any more of his albums. I think I bought one of his greatest hits. I'm not sure if I bought 16 strokes. I think I have the absolute hits, which is another compilation. Yep. Yep. And I knew some of the songs that, you know, that we'll get into, you know, from some of his other albums, but those first two albums were the ones that I really gravitated towards. And I, I, unfortunately I never had a chance to see him live. So, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, So my brother had, again, a lot of my, (laughs) A lot of my backgrounds with some of these bands obviously go to my brother, like your like your sister. Yeah, me um, and my sister. Yeah, you know, same exposed. thing. But he had yep. "Don't Say No" on vinyl. And, yep. But I don't really remember for whatever reason. I mean, I look going back and looking at the videos, and of course, it's funny, right? They probably recorded all of those in the same <laughs> day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it looks the same, right? Maybe he put on a coat or took off his yeah. whatever, and, and you know, those put on tighter jeans, maybe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. So those songs, you know, that are on that, and you guys talked about it in in during the ARC episode. I mean, they're just absolute classic rock staples. Totally. Obviously. Yep. And yep. I remember, I do remember people talking about the Emotions in Motion album and that title track um, kind of specifically. And what would that, that would have been elementary school for me. Cause yeah, we're, we're around the same age. Uh, yep. Tom. And then I remember oddly enough, one of my friends, I was over at his house and he had the, the, the 45 of rock me tonight. <laughs> Oh boy! See, which we, was which people was... our age, you can't even say "rock me tonight" without giggling. You just can't. I, and what's, it's it's such a shame too, because I love that song. I, it's yeah. a great song, but it is. I mean, we'll get into the we'll, we'll get, get into, that. Get into yeah. the video a little bit later. But yeah. I remember him having that, and then again, I bought the sixteen strokes compilation you know around yep. when it came out on cd and then again i went back and i've got all of his uh all the all the albums and, and yeah. that type of thing but again as i mentioned at the top never had an opportunity to see him a couple of the slam fest crew members andy and his older brother brad uh see they saw him in omaha probably it had to have been 84 ish and rat opened <laughs> oh my goodness wow which uh which is very yeah which is because again that was before i mean they were touring uh out of the cellar but obviously yep. before they kind of did their own thing but kind of a yep. kind of an odd bill but again yeah squire was huge so they were trying to get exposure obviously to yeah it was, it was funny in that, in that it was funny in that era of touring i don't think a lot of promoters knew i think they just took bands that were popular like uh, hey mtv's playing these guys the radio is playing these guys and I'm sure there's, I mean, I know for people like me and you, there was crossover for Billy Squire and Rat. Well, we loved them both. Yeah. But it, it's definitely not the same crowd. 
you know, right. generally right. speaking, it's not, I mean, it's still guitar based rock, but it's, it's obviously very different. So the show that you went to the that you'll be talking about 2009. Yeah. I can't believe Billy Squire was touring in 2000. And I don't mean, even, I don't even mean, mean, mean to make a joke. Like, no, was he just like, what was, was it like, <laughs> was he supporting something or just, was he well, just like, I need to, I need to pay my rent or like, I, you know, like, get, yeah. yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into the, let's get into the show and I can go through the, the yeah. set list. But I mean, Tom, this specific year, so this common ground music festival, you know, it was an annual thing, downtown Lansing, right on the river, you know, the backdrop of, of kind of the downtown, you know, yep. behind the stage. I mean, very cool, very well done. This particular year, I saw a bunch of bands that I had never seen. I mean, like every, it was a week long and you'd buy a ticket for the whole week, right? Or you could do that. And I usually did it. And then you could just cherry pick, you know, what you were going to go go see but i had sunny on a few weeks ago okay. uh, huey lewis you know so i hadn't had never seen who huey lewis in the news before i saw wow. three doors down and and jet i think you might have commented on I, one of the i saw Facebook those yep, things yep, of, yep. of that yeah i mean it was just one of those years you know where it was like holy shit i i, I haven't seen any of these people and, yeah and that's choir cool. got announced and i was like your same question you had what is he like what, is he, he he's still he he's still around something right. i i can't believe this but no so it was called the all night long tour <laughs> i don't know why would you name I... the tour after that song <laughs> i don't know i know i have no it's not like it was an anniversary right i don't think right. anything or or maybe i guess maybe it was right that's off of uh signs of life that came out in 84 right so 2009 yeah that would, have been a, that would have been 25 years but yeah he wasn't very active you no. know um at all and this came out of nowhere so i couldn't believe it i was just like wow okay so, well so so the million dollar question is how did he look and sound and perform <laughs> i guess right like i think that's what everybody wants. how does billy squire look and sound in 2009 in 2009 so yeah so let's jump let's jump into the set list quick yeah and then i'll i'll tell you uh i'll tell you my thoughts and my, okay. my memories of it so kicked off with lonely as the night which which i have to jump in right here <laughs> how is this not on 16 strokes the best of billy squire <laughs> yeah i was going to bring that up too and we could talk about this for the rest of the show i know probably. i know i know it's just it boggles my mind it, that's that has always been my favorite billy squire song oh yeah oh yeah just ludicrous that and, and, him, and him opening up with it shows that he likes it too oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah crazy yep. but go just ahead a, just a crime that it yeah. wasn't uh, yeah anyway strange fire my kind of lover, more than words can say. She's a runner, little misintent, G-O-D, love is the hero, L-O-V-E, <laughs> four-letter word. <laughs> Don't say you love me, the stroke, rock me tonight, Callie O, the girl's all right, and closed with everybody wants you. So interesting, at least from the breakdown. So one from Tale of the Tape which is his first uh, first release. Three from Don't Say No, two from Emotions in Motion, one from Signs of Life, one from Enough is Enough, two from Here and Now, two from Creatures of Habit, one from Tell the Truth, one from Happy Blue, and then one Piper song from his, uh, from his original band. 
So I'll get your take kind of on the set list too, Tom, but real, <laughs> real quick, no in the dark and no emotions in motion, which was a little bit surprising, but I do have to give him kudos. He touched every album. Think you, about that. <laughs> you bring up you bring up a good point because we talk out of both sides of our mouth a lot, especially us on Shutter Out Loudcast with Kiss set lists and stuff. And you know, why don't they play the deep cuts? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I we I said this going into this episode. I'm not a a diehard Billy Squire. I don't know his entire discography. There are songs in this set list I I don't know, and I that I don't know very well. Most of it I do. Yep. But that is that. that I mean, for a guy who's okay, I'm thinking it's 2009. He's he's touring. He's performing. It's he's he's clearly there for nostalgia purposes as part of a festival. That's pretty ballsy set list, I think. <laughs> no, it right? really is right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's yeah. digging deep into some of those. I mean, he's got the hits scattered about, but you would think he would go real heavy with "Don't Say No" and "Emotions in Motion," and he I'm, did play obviously some of that, but he he dug in deep from his catalog, which is why I said we kind of talk out of both sides of our mouth. We want these guys to do this. Right. And he and he did it. So right, right, and, yeah. and especially this is a festival crowd, right? That's like what I, I mean. said. People you, buying a ticket, long, you know, a week long ticket, and they're just going to enjoy the night. And yeah, yep. and he's and he's playing, <laughs> he's playing you know, some of this stuff off of these later couple of albums, right? And this one's even, from Piper. People <laughs> like what? How do I get what? a corn dog around here? Like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like a, no in the dark. Or you know, or the title cut from Emotions in Motion just is is shocking. Yeah, to me. For, I mean, there's a couple. So I mean, the way I look at it, if 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 he's gonna do a set list, he should have done sixteen strokes. He should have just played that album. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, exactly. You're, yeah. you're the, like you said, you're there. You're there for a music festival. You don't have a big. You don't have a long a lot of time to play. Right. But he's probably like, you know what? Fuck it. P- people probably don't even know that I still exist. I'm just gonna play what I want. So this one's from. <laughs> You know, this one's off my album that no one bought, and he doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> yep, yeah. So the well, but yeah. Before I get into, I'll, I'll talk a little about about the intro. Yeah. So, so obviously Squire on guitar, but Mark Clark, I think, is the original. Is that's the bass guy from back in the day, isn't it? I, be, I believe so. I yeah, I think it is. And yep. then Alan Alan St. John on keyboards, Nerzi, whoever is that is on drums, and then Mark. Uh, Copley on guitar, which I don't think that's the. I don't. I think it was just the bass player. I think and so. Him. Yep. Were the Were the originals, but so there was a, you know, kind of a, a backdrop, but it had a bunch of. It, it looked like if you were looking up into the night sky, you know, with a clear night because it was just a, dotted with a bunch of stars and stuff. Okay. So all of a sudden, <laughs> you hear the opening, just that opening part of lonely in the night and then it just nothing right yeah yeah and then he just starts noodling and again you can't see anything yet then that backdrop separates and he comes walking out like from the you know the middle of these two things that separate and he starts playing the rest of the opening to lonely is the night and then walks up to the mic and and kicks and kicks it in i thought it was really cool actually yeah way to start a show and that song you know some people might think well, that's kind of a weird way to, st- you know, because it's got that just hit, you know, him on guitar, just kind of starting that right, right that riff before right. it goes in. But it worked. It worked really well, actually. I thought. And how? Was... And and how? How did? 
how did he how did he look so, how did he how did he short sound hair, yeah vocally? short hair short hair you okay know, a balding spot on the, <laughs> on the back but he just had kind of a loose white t-shirt on jeans okay. and right, so he looked like billy squire yeah. just looked like billy squire yeah nothing yeah. nothing flamboyant uh yep. at all just let the music do the talking and and uh but he, yeah he sounded great i i looked there wasn't any footage from from this particular show again 2009 right yeah you're just getting into decent <laughs> cell phone decent, stuff probably. Yeah, exactly yep but there is footage from some of the other shows he did and yeah sure enough he he, he starts it the same you know same way where he was kind of noodling with i think some of his own riffs from songs that they were going to be playing tom which was so he was, was kind of interesting he was he was channeling his inner vinnie vincent just <laughs> was, was like just just taking was, over he was teasing yeah teasing teasing yeah. people i guess yeah. with uh with some of that and what was the what was the crowd response like I, I mean i gotta assume that billy squire is kind of a i mean he's a big name especially for people well, our age so yeah and my guess is again lansing you know lansing's three hundred thousand yeah people but back in the day, I mean, it's it's interesting to go back and look at the Lansing Civic Center, and I mean all those '80s Kiss tours went, you know, went there, and oh yeah, you know, all, just all of the just how big the touring was in the yep. '80s. All these, all these guys went there. So my guess is he was probably here in the in the in the early '80s. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a obviously a blue collar town, and and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the the response was the response was good from what I can remember. But I don't remember. And it'd be interesting to kind of, you know, what were the response with some of these, some of these, deep some of the cuts songs. Was... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, you know, now were were you familiar? I mean, you sound like a guy that's been following his entire discography. Well, were you familiar with pretty much this entire set list when he rolled it out? You know what, though, I mean, in two thousand nine, yeah, I probably had the first. Well, I probably had the first two, obviously, yep. in full signs of life and and uh, here and now. But I enough's enough, which is that kind of that sandwiched album. I, I did not have that, and I didn't have any of the more recent ones either. So right. Right. there's a handful of songs that I didn't uh, I didn't know, and I didn't know the Piper song either. But uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he kind of split it up. You know, he played "Lonely as the Night," "Strange Fire," and then "My Kind of Lover." Right. And then, yep. you know, more than words can say, then she's a runner. And, you know, so he kind of, that's smart. I think he, he set it up at least well, where there wasn't a, a lull of like, you know, four songs yeah, it's, in a it, row. It's fun. I, I, I won't, um, I won't spoil it because I'm not sure when this episode is going to be released, but when our upcoming album review crew episode comes oh, out, I'm, yeah. I, I won't spoil the, I won't spoil who the band or the, or the, or the album is because again I don't know the timeline of all when mm-hmm. everything's going to drop, but we do we do cover this band uh, touring for the album and how we kind of roll through the set list and they and they they backloaded the set list with hits as opposed to front loading. So that this particular band rolled out like like the first nine songs were like deep cuts. Oh shit! And then and then they then they ended the show with like all the hits and we were like that's a, that's that's kind of a really ballsy way to do a set list because usually yeah. like like him you come out lonely as the night and then you kind of alternate or you flip flop you kind of yeah. sandwich yeah. sandwich things in I mean the, the the order of the set list I think is fine I think you're right he mixes it up well yeah yep 
You know, he actually, from what I can remember, he, you know, he interacted with the crowd quite a bit, you know, in between songs and, and yep. uh, was having fun. You know, I, I, I think, I think he was having fun and, yeah. and uh, they had a uh, kind of a catwalk that walked out, you know, into the, okay. into the center of the crowd. And he, yeah, he utilized that quite a bit. And again, yeah, I, I didn't really dive into it to see when were the last shows that he had done kind of before this 2009 run, but. As far as I know, he had been a, a recluse. A recluse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, he's, him popping up, I just was like, shit, I, I'm all over this. Yeah, he's sure. definitely a void in my concert going history. But but I mean, it kind of makes sense because my first concert, I was, my first concert, I was 15. I saw Europe open up for Def Leppard on the yeah. stereo tour, which was great. And so by the time I was 14, 15, Billy Squire, in my mind, was old news. You know, yeah. you know, don't say no was 81 emotions in motion was a couple of years after I was like, you know, 10. Yeah, right. You know, right. so by so by in the time, heyday, right, yeah. by the time I was at concert going age, you know, everyone's like, oh, that guy like, oh, he's still around. You know what I mean? But I, I do wish I, I was able to see him even even at a, you know, a festival like you saw. That's sure. It's, sure. it's great to add that to the concert resume. Well, you know what? And the other band I forgot, which I cannot believe I forgot to mention that I saw during this uh, 2009 Common Ground, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Wow. So that was that year that they, you know, they got back together in 08 and did a bunch of shows. And then yep. in 09, they only did like 16 or 15 or 16. And this this festival was one of them, which was, yeah, we, I was like, what? We Holy saw cow. them. Yeah, we saw them. Uh, God, I think it was the early 2000s. I, I lose track of time as we get older, but yeah. there was a, a rock radio station in Boston that every summer would do this thing called the River Rave, and it was like okay. their it was like their version of like Lollapalooza, and it was a huge all day festival. And Stone Temple Pilots headlined it one night, and it, I think that was the year where they actually did it at Foxborough Stadium with a Patriots oh, play. Oh shit! And uh, yeah, they it was and it was every year the lineup was great. It was all the it was all the big alternative rock '90s grunge bands, and we used to go all the time. And the one year that Stone Temple Pilots headlined, and it was they, they, it was great. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So Tom, I've got a I've got a segment where I I, I talk about the concert calendar. In a million faces, and this one's pretty easy. <laughs> Zero. Zero. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, did you? He got interviewed by Trunk not too long ago, and he released it. You know, he had released a new song, Harder on a Woman was what it was called. I don't know if you heard that or heard I have the not. interview at all, but the, the I think song I heard, I, like, think I, I think I did hear a little bit of the interview that, that when, okay. he was, when he was with Eddie, yeah. But the, the song's like six and a half minutes long. <laughs> yeah, that's too long, Billy. <laughs> Which I don't, how, why would you? Why would you? So I don't know what he's doing or if he's got anything planned. But I mean, would you go see him? Yes, right now. If he yep. if he came around and if he toured. came around, so I'll put it to you this way. So there's a place. So I, I live in Southern New Hampshire. You know, you know, 45 minutes from Boston, Mass. And yep. I also live about 45 minutes from the coast. And in Hampton, New Hampshire, Hampton Beach, there's a venue called the Casino Ballroom. It's right right on the beach in Hampton. I've seen a, tons of shows there. One of my favorite venues ever. Um, it, it seats, I don't know, I don't know, maybe a, a thousand, give or take. If I, I can't, I'm not good at that kind of that 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 stuff. But it's a small venue. Yep. Yep. And what they what they usually have nowadays is they have like you know, kind of like uh, legacy acts. Like I, I've seen Tesla there a bunch of times. I've seen Dawkins. I've seen Cinderella. 
uh, every year they have like bands like you know ZZ Top and things like that. If Billy Squire played there, I guarantee you it would sell out. I guarantee you that oh, would well, sell sure. out. Oh, sure. Yeah. If, yeah. if he if he so. if he did a if he came back and did a tour, I'd I would buy tickets right away, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Nice. All right. So let's move on to the band on the Bill Spotlight. So as as I mentioned earlier, we're we're not going to get into the deep cuts of each album and all that stuff. We're going to we're going to talk about the hits. And I had this idea Tom brought up the 16 Strokes Best of Billy Squire album that came out in 95. But yeah, so it's got 16 tracks on it, all quote unquote singles slash hits. And I've tasked Tom and I with ranking <laughs> these from 16 we love, we, to we love one. Ranking. So, love so what we're going to do, Tom, since there's 16 of these, we'll kind of alternate, but you, you'll do two, I'll do two. Okay. Two, 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 and we'll make our way. Uh, okay. Make our way up to to number one. But for those of you that don't know, so here's the track listing from this from this album. So kicks off with the stroke, in the dark, my kind of lover, emotions in motion, everybody wants you, she's a runner, rock me tonight, all night long, eye on you, love is the hero, don't say you love me, don't let me go, she goes down, tied up. Facts of Life and L-O-V-E for letter word. So kind of interesting. So there's there's nothing when this came out in 95. So the most recent album was called Tell the Truth. There mm-hmm. wasn't anything taken from there. And there was nothing taken from the tale of the tape. Mm-hmm. So three songs from Don't Say No, three from Emotions in Motion, three from Signs of Life. So he's very, you know, very... He knows what you he's know, doing. He knows what he's doing. I mean, equal, right? Across there. One from Enough, enough is Enough, and uh, three from Here and Now, and then three from Creatures of Habit. So, yep. I mean, the core albums, he's, uh, you know, he's not uh, discriminating. He's, yeah. he's got three, basically, from, from each, from each album. Albums. Yeah. So, now, now, it's funny. This particular compilation is not on Spotify. Correct. So they, so they have they had absolute hits. So thanks to the ability on Spotify to make playlists, I had to create my own 16 strokes. And thankfully, all the songs were available. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, well, you have all his albums. You have absolute hits, but you don't have 16 strokes. Yeah, I mean, again, that's just some music business. Yeah, somebody else can probably figure that out for us. But at at least we had access to it, so. Some record company thing, probably. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so Tom, why don't you uh, why don't you go first and go? You know, sixteen. You know, you can talk a little bit about the song okay. or, yeah. or whatever in fifteen, and then I'll I'll uh, follow suit. Okay, so sixteen for me is "Love Is the Hero." Uh, just real quick, I, I, I the beginning of this song it sounds like 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 the Miami Vice theme, you know, like something <laughs> like 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 or, or something from like Beverly Hills, you know, that real eighties techno techno synth. You know stuff. Yes. I thought it was very, very movie themeish, TV themeish. I, I it's it's not necessarily a bad song, but we we say this a lot when we're talking about Kiss. It's not what I want to hear from Billy Squire. Yeah. So so yeah. that that went last for me. Yep. Uh, for fifteen for me, I had Eye on You again. Not a not a bad song. I just thought the chorus. I didn't like how the song almost like stopped during the chorus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, not a bad song, but again, kind of not what I want to hear from Billy Squire. Gotcha. 
and and you know we cut, we'll talk about this a little bit with some of these songs. Yeah, Squire was riding the line, right? I mean, he was try he had crunchy guitars, but he yep. he kind of slid in the synthy stuff. And well, he you know, yeah he he, he, he just he, he did that. You know? Yeah, and 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 it's funny because this era, his career spanned the entire like the the whole arc of an of an eighties rock artist. Like you know, yeah. don't say no was guitar driven arena rock stuff you know and then then he's then he's like okay well i have to compete with these other artists i have to try to compete with like i don't know like the rick springfields the brian adams oh, yeah. you know oh, and then yeah. this and then the synth comes in or i have to try to compete with like guys like night ranger and maybe guys like bon jovi and kiss introducing synth and things like that so right. his whole i think that's why his but what when don't say no was so good and rocked so hard and we loved it so much it's like we want more of that and as he as each album progressed into a different type of 80s rock, it was like, eh, it's not kind of what I want to hear from Billy Squire, but it's yeah. not terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 16 for me. So I went with She's a Runner. Oh! <laughs> wow, we are already off. This is going to be interesting. I, okay, Which okay. I just, I don't know. I never, it, it reached number 75 on the on the billboard charts. The riff is cool. The synth, I don't know. That synth is awfully prominent uh, for me through that, and the, and the chorus, especially during the chorus. So it, uh, it's just, and there's a keyboard solo. <laughs> How dare you, Brad? In, in there as well. So I How just, dare I don't you? Know. She's a runner. I'm guessing he's talking about, you know, it's like a runaround Sue thing. Is that what this song's about? I would guess. He's, He's a runner. Uh, I don't think he's talking I, about the cross country team. <laughs> so I don't think that's the what Boston, he's getting. The Boston, the Boston marathon. marathon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the so, Wellesley, right. Wellesley is part of the marathon course. So he may, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, and we'll get into this, his song titles. Some of them are, some of them are interesting. Oh, right? well, yeah, so, we'll, we'll definitely I mean, get into that. Yeah. She, she's a runner. <laughs> I, it never, it never did anything for me. Okay. So okay. then, so 15 facts of life. I, okay. you know, I think again, that's a later, that's obviously a later song and it's, it's the clean guitar riff, vocal and guitar only melody is kind of cool in the chorus, but, and there's some slide guitar in there, which is, which is okay. But oh, overall, yeah, it just okay. it's just or, weaker. It's just like, weaker than the rest of the stuff. I like so. I like this. We're already very different here. I like this. This is good. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, all right. So my fourteen was all night long. Uh, I I don't know what he's doing with that intro. Like it's very. He's trying to get very proggy and artsy <laughs> and creative and kind of weird. And but I will say this: once the song goes, I think it's kind of got it, it's kind of a nice like upbeat rocker. It's got a cool riff. The chorus is not terrible. Like from, like those those first two songs that I named, those are the songs that like I, I didn't enjoy listening to at all. Yeah. Like all night long, I don't mind. Like from here on out, I don't mind the rest of this this compilation. Um, I just thought this one was a little bit kind of weird and a little, you know, just a little bit not Billy Squire for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then thirteen, I had L O V E four letter word. Again, not a bad song. The chorus is obviously kind of silly. I, I don't need you to spell L O V E. Um, again, it's it's just it's kind of just like an off. It's it's an interesting kind of dynamic the way he has the choruses and the verses set up. It's again not bad, but just not a go-to track for me for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave uh, leave spelling out 
L-O-V-E to Blackie Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Right? Exactly. Yes. L O V E. Yeah, yeah, right. You are not the you Love. are not Blackie Lawless, Billy. <laughs> Love Don't machine. do it. Yep. Um so speaking of that song, that's my 14. It, okay. You know, and, and and our friends over at Potter Than Hell are gonna love this reference, but it's uh <laughs> a ripoff of Canadian great Helix with Rock You. Oh, Give okay. R, R, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, that whole, that whole thing. Yep. I mean, it's tailor-made for the live show is obviously in my set, right? Because we can have the crowd, yes, you know, inter- interacting and 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 all of that. But yep, I don't need I don't need him to tell me what L and O and V and E stand for. You know, the different nope. words throughout. And he's like telling a story. I, I I don't mind the melodies, but the concept just didn't work yeah. for me. And there is some, there's some serious, I think that was piano or key, you know, some sort of keyboard going this, on yeah, under the, keys the L-O-V-E going on. part. Yep. I mean, it's really, really going. And this was my first mention of this. You guys might've mentioned this on the ARC episode, but he sounds like Dave Menachetti from Y&T. Did Sonny bring that up? I wonder Somebody if he brought did, that, that up. Yeah, that's, a, that's something that we haven't touched on yet. His vocals are, his vocals are like, powerful and strong but like very unique at the same time it it, it is you know it he is. he does he did not have a very standardized kind of vocals like but i but i i but i enjoy listening to him yeah. you know and yeah. and i think and honestly i think dave manichetti is not that different he's got a strong powerful voice but it's kind of unique it's different right yeah agreed. yep agreed agreed so number 13 love is the hero so yep. reach okay. number 80, and you talked about that bass line, that Miami Vice. I I heard Naughty Naughty by John Parr. Oh, yes. And that is not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> th- You're you uh, sure it's not Naughty Naughty by Danger Danger, by right? Danger, We're not talking about Danger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the pre-chorus I had. It, there's there's a it's lot not, going on there. It's kind of chaotic, and I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just doesn't it, uh, it, just it, doesn't work. No, no. All right, my uh, my twelve and eleven are probably going to be pretty controversial because these are me- these are mega hits, and I'm just <laughs> well, uh, well. My twelve's going to be controversial too, unless okay. Well, here, well, this okay. Will be all right, all right. So my twelve. <laughs> is the stroke oh yeah just just i i i i i just don't think i mean it's it's fatigue we talk about fatigue factor i just don't think it's a it's a very good song i mean it was groundbreaking when he had it in 81 but now i don't think it's great yeah and my number 11 this 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 has nothing to do with the video i just think the finger snapping and all that kind of stuff it's not a bad song and again moving forward these are all good but number 11 i have rock me tonight okay yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the the finger snap and, and and I don't again I don't want to give anything away, but our latest ARC has some finger snapping in it, and I say the same thing. So, um, and going back to the song titles, the stroke, right? And you guys touched on it on your. Episode. I still don't think like, I know what he's talking about. What? Yeah, again, I mean, I can stroke, even guess. You know, is it? Is it? I mean, everybody's mind went to the gutter 
obviously. Right. right. But right. is it, yeah, music business? Are they stroking your ego or right. whatever? But yeah, that's, uh, I mean, he, I, that was by design. That they, of, they oh, abs- of course. Called. Stroke me, stroke called. me. The, yeah. I mean, what, what a great catchy song. No wonder it, went, it became a hit. You know? uh, okay. So my, so my number 12 has snapping at the beginning also, but it's everybody wants you. <gasps> oh, Brad, He's, you're killing me here. So, so let me, I, Tom, wow. I have never liked this song. Really? Well, yeah. So, again, it's got kind of that call and response between the riffing, and it just is so repetitive. I mean, that that riffing, da 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 just constantly throughout the song. There, I needed I needed some change, more changes. I think during I, during I, it. I, Plus, I, I remember I, when that song came out, and I was like, I was like, whoa, Billy Squire, this is kind of badass. This is like different, like. The video came out and the album was like, this is kind of cool. And I, I, I still like it, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that with my ranking. So, and then I th- in like verse two, something happens to the snare sound. Like, oh, okay. It's like during his, when he's singing, it sounds normal, but when it goes into the riff part, okay. It, it's, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it sounds, it's just awful. Whatever they did with the production, that always, <laughs> okay. it always annoyed me. Plus, okay. plus, I mean, everybody wants you, everybody wants some Van Halen. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of, okay. it's okay. kind of, you know, piggybacking that a little bit. So anyway, never, okay. never liked it. It made it to 32. It was obviously a big hit yep. for him. So number 11. Another great song title, She Goes Down. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I remember when this song came out, and this is when I wasn't buying Billy Squire records. And I remember when the song, I mean, yeah, you know, we, we were still giggling about the song title. But I remember <laughs> when the song came out, I'm like, all right, I'm like, Billy Squire still c- can make a catchy song. You know, not this is not bad. And, and I remember when it came out, I was like, Billy Squire still making music like that guy? But yeah, not, not a bad tune. No, and it's I, I actually dig it, and it. But again, it's just you know, it's got to fit. It's got to go somewhere, yep. and but this sounds almost more like a like a Brian Adams, John, you know, the riff to yep. me musically. It it yep. kind of it kind of sounds like that. But uh, you know, what is it about? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> lyrics. You know, the first, the opening lyric. She comes into your life effortlessly, makes you swallow. Why does he even use swallow? Of course, right. Makes he... you swallow, and then she goes down. Yep. Okay. Okay, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's some horns in there too, which was interesting. And I yep. think there were some keys in the. There might have been some keys in there that kind of sounded like the cars. I, yes. I think there were some some yeah some synth well, think, or keys that were car, very cars ish. Yeah, and I think we're, we're I think we're kind of hitting on what we what we both mentioned is that I think Billy was he was trying to stay afloat with what was going on in the eighties and, yeah. and so many things happened in the eighties that I think at this point you know he he you know and you kind of have to do that you kind of have to stay I mean we talk about Kiss did it all the time you right. kind of have to stay with what's current but sometimes you kind of with that you kind of lose what got you there in the first place, you know, yeah, but, I, yeah. but I still think this is, this is a, still a good song. We'll, we'll get yeah, to where, yeah, yeah. Where, where I have it ranked. So, yep. All uh, right. Top 10, uh, number 10 for me, this was surprising. I think the more I listened to this, it actually climbed a little bit higher for me. I, I thought, I just think it's a, like a good, 
a good constructed song. It's not great, but I really enjoyed it the more I heard it. And that's Facts of Life. I, I, oh, okay. I, thought, it, I, I thought it was a pretty good song. I didn't mind yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and the number nine for me really surprised me with how much I enjoyed this one. And number nine, I have Don't Let Me Go. I, I, I thought... I thought this was a. I thought his vocals on a power ballad were really, really good on this one. Really yeah. good. I, I really enjoyed listening to this one. Um, again, I had this playlist going all the time, and every time this one popped up, I thought the chorus was really strong. So, uh, yeah, no, not bad. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, facts of life, right? That came off of the creatures of habit. So yeah, that was ninety one. So right. we were we were graduating from high, high school. school. Yep. Um, right around when that. So it, it kind of had, and maybe that's that might be why you. I mean, it had kind of more of a '90s. I mean, it sounded like of the time. I think it did. Um, kind of the early '90s. You know, yeah, it was it almost like, like early like the 80s. Yeah, it was almost it like sounded, early like alt rock or yeah, like, you yeah. Know, yeah. It had a, or more more like '90s like pop. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. So number ten for me, I've got eyes on you. Um, okay. Hit hit seventy one. This thing, this thing reminds me musically of Loverboy. There's there's, oh. there's some Loverboy feel to it. Is what Brad? I, I is Brad. I, I was I was gonna say the same <laughs> thing. I, I, I think there's a lot of Loverboy in a lot of his stuff. I, sure. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I I, I always kind of dug this. Uh, even though there is some there's some weird shit in there, which is probably why you had it lower there's like whether it's sound effects or weird backing yeah. vocal stuff yeah i just i just wasn't crazy about the way the chorus kind of like slowed down and, and and with the music and then the, there was like you said there was a lot of like keys or synth something going on like a lot of like swirling kind of effects yeah. that were kind of weird yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah yep yep and then number nine i've got all night long a lot okay. higher than, a lot higher than you do this is him chasing rick springfield because that yes. beginning part don't you want to live? It yes. sounds like, you know, what was that song? Rock of Life or by Springfield or. Um, oh, that, yeah. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting the title, but it's got it, it's got that feel yep. of it to me. And, yep. and there's some unnecessary cowbell in there. <laughs> what do you say? This wait, this such thing is unnecessary cowbell. <laughs> I, you're right. What? what it's during that weird intro. All of a sudden, it's like ding, ding, ding. I'm like, what are we doing right now? Yeah. What's happening there? Yeah. But I do like, and I've, I've, <laughs> I've said this a million times on on my podcast that I love vocal delay. So the all night yeah. long and the delay on there. I mean that that kind of that brought it up a few more notches just for me because I, okay. I I love that production uh, on on songs when there's when there's that vocal delay. So those are my ten and nine. Okay, uh, number eight for me. Uh, always like this one. I remember when it came out, and that's "Don't Say You Love Me." I, 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 I like. I really like the the, the kind of like the sleazy kind of tempo of this one. I think his vocals sound really cool. Uh, so always a fan of this one. And then speaking of sleazy, number seven. <laughs> number seven is like. I remember when this came out, and I was like, "Wow, this doesn't sound like anything off of Don't Say No." And, and that uh, the title track, "Emotions in Motion." I, I really like that. I, th I thought yeah. this album. I thought that album was really, really good. Uh, it is. Yeah, it, 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 it really it, is. He's, you know, he still held on to the things that made "Don't Say No" popular, but you could tell he was kind of exploring some new sounds. And I, I think "Emotions, Emotions" kind of a that that just that bass line that just kind of carries it through. And when he kind of comes in with the with the verses and the guitar, I think it's a really cool song. 
Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. All right. So top, yeah, this is the top half that we're dealing with. So yeah, the next yep. two, you're you're probably not going to be happy. Uh oh. So I've got my kind of lover. Oh. <gasps> this. <laughs> <laughs> this low obviously a huge radio hit but you know what there's not it's it's verse it's chorus you know i i like a pre-chorus at least it, the, yes the, the the chorus is even it's very repetitive right i mean they're just yep. repeating my kind of lover my kind of love my kind of lover I, I need some interjections from the lead singer so you know mm-hmm. somewhere i need something mm-hmm. Something else. So that's why it's down here. I mean, it's obviously a great song, but mm-hmm. it's it's just not as good as as the other seven that I've got <laughs> I've got ahead of it. <laughs> yep. And then the next one. So this is you might you might hang up on me, but we'll nope. we'll see. Oh no! So in the dark. Oh, I, Miss <laughs> Brad, are you? You know what? We say this on <laughs> Shout Out Loudcast. Do you even like Billy Squire? <laughs> Are you even a fan of this man? Uh, well, and again, oh. it'll 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 still make sense because when I look at my top songs, well, it'll 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 make it'll make sense. I, this is interesting because our lists are like almost like polar opposites. This is great. Well, and I think I think he used to start you know his shows back in the day. I mean, like on that first album, I think he started the shows on with In the Dark. Well, it's got that really cool that intro. Cool it's got fade it, in. Yeah, the fade yeah. in with the effects and the guitar. Yeah, it's a yeah. killer song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I, I will say the best part of this song, and I think you talked about it on that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for people listening, I went back over the weekend. I had a long drive, so I, I went back and listened to the ARC episode of Don't Say No, so I've got some of that stuff rattling around in my head, but the... Yep. Don't you need me? Hey, hey, don't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, that part is it's awesome. so awesome. His, yep. his vocal, they probably yep. double tracked it there. And it, yep. oh, and the, the, and, and, and the, the guitars, song. the guitars in the yeah. background while he's doing that. It's, it's so good. Yes. So that, that breakdown part is, I think, is the best part of that song. Okay. But anyway, okay. I've got I've got that at uh, number seven. All right. Uh, so my my number six is a song that I uh, I remembered it a little bit when I heard it, it jogged my memory. And I remember you saying that when you sent me what we were doing, you're like, you may not know these by the title, but when you hear them, you'll know them. This was one of them. And and again, the more I listened to it, I thought it was great. Number six, I've tied up. I think that's a, I thought that was really cool song. Really cool song. Um, Um, Well, I'll get to it. Okay. You save it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then my number five, you, you had this obviously a little bit lower. I, I, I mean, yeah, the title is stupid, I just think this is a really kind of upbeat, cool song. It's a cross between something that the Cars might do, a cross between something that Rick Springfield might do, and that's uh, She Goes Down. I have that at number five. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was. I actually kind of like that little, um, during the chorus, the little little keyboard and then the little backing vocal where it's like, you know, she never gets around or whatever whatever he's saying. I think it's a hooky hooky kind of 80s tune, so I've always liked that one. Yeah, It is. It is. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, so for number six, I've got tied up. Okay, great. <laughs> we actually had one. We had the same that one. Was, that was the same. So this, yeah, this is a, this is a great song. Yeah, and it's got it's got those underlying horns again. Very Aerosmith, right? Late eighties. Yeah, kind of early nineties. Yeah, okay. My guess is that he's t- you know channeling that. But you know, I love the arrangement where they kind of, it's it's not verse chorus verse chorus. Everything you know mm-hmm. is is just. Uh, cookie cutter 
they throw in some the backing vocal tied yes. up at different times, you know, and they yep. they they did some repeating of some of the other uh, like a, there was a breakdown where there was some backing vocals repeating what you know mm -hmm. he was saying. Anyway, I just thought that part was thought mm -hmm. that part was cool. I think yeah. It, yeah, I think it's a jam for sure. Yep, yep. Number five, the stroke. Okay. So I I felt yeah I, I'm with you though. It's kind of you know, and you guys talked about it too about the harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's <laughs> in that song. But yeah, there's some weird. There is some weird stuff in here you know like yeah. towards the end when the backing vocals the stroke and there's that orchestration or or call and response part with key the keyboards just with that weird you know fading in fading yeah. out part that was always i always thought was odd but odd. I, you can't yep. you can't deny that descending chord progression oh yeah you know, no boom, I, mean... Boom. I mean that's just so <laughs> so good but yeah what's the song about you know there's the the line the let my backbone slide i wonder if gene, gene simmons freak god how many freaking songs does gene have to write about yeah let your backbone slide uh, yeah, god so, almighty so, gene. So, yeah squire yep. had to throw yep. that in there and and uh but anyway yeah so i i had to have it at least top five just okay just from nostalgia yeah so well all right my top my top four you have already rank <laughs> this low so this is going to be interesting so my number four is your last ranked song i have she's a runner at number four <laughs> i think this song is so damn catchy i i like i like how it's got the the slower pace the, and the slower yeah, tempo yeah i i really like the chorus um I, I, I was shocked you had this ranked last out of all yeah. these 16 songs yeah, i mean again yeah. there's really no throwaways here but um, so that that's my number four, um, and number three, um, you've spit all over this one too, and uh, and that's my kind of lover. One of my favorite yeah. songs from uh, from Don't Say No. You know, one of the standouts for that. So yeah, just a little been... too, just a little yeah. too repetitive. For I got you. No, that's you're right. Good you're song right. though. Yep. Good song. Yep. yep. All right. So number four. Well, yeah. So if I look at mine, yeah, you've said all of my top four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So number four, I've got Rock Me Tonight. And again, okay. I heard this song. I mentioned I had a friend that had the 45. So I heard it mm -hmm. <laughs> first before, <laughs> before seeing the video, which we'll we'll talk about uh in a in a little bit. But yep. I don't know. I yeah, just the just the arrangement kind of, of of this song. I think it's got a great groove to it. It the is guitar, a good song. Yes. The guitar that comes in during the verse you know da -da -da -da. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that whole part is is just is just great so oh yeah catchy song obviously it was his highest i think it was the highest uh charting for him wow 15 mm. so i believe that's right very so, 80s it's a i think that's probably why it was a very 80s song yeah very 80 and there's that you know during the outro there's kind of those weird whispers there's like something saying, I don't know if you listen to it with ear earphones yeah. uh, in, but like take me ta or something. There's I some think, stuff going on. I think one of them is saying, there. I think one of them is telling him to stop dancing. <laughs> I think that's what one of the, I think that's what one of them might be whispering to him. Fire Kenny Ortega. We'll get to that in a minute, though. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and then number three, don't let me go. Which, okay. I mean acoustic intro, and they're here. Yeah. This is this is kind of deep, but this reminds me of 
the song Burning Heart by Vandenberg. Oh, you, yeah. You, yep. Yeah, right? Just that, I remember. Oh, just, oh, yeah. Again, that, that acoustic stuff at yep. the beginning kind of. Yep. And the chord progression's great. And like you said, his vocal, it works here. He, I mean, sound, works he, so, he here. sounds really powerful in the chorus. Yeah. Like he, it's Agreed. really, really impressive. Yeah. Agreed. And the, the yep. video, not that, you know, this should have anything to do with the video, but the video is cool because they're in the mm -hmm. studio. You know, he's yep. at the mixing board. There's a cigarette and, the, you know, and burning in the ashtray. And it, is, it looks like they're slaving over, you know, trying, yeah. to, trying to mix the song or whatever. So it was mm -hmm. a far cry from the previous song yeah. from the video <laughs> standpoint. But yes. it, it showed showed him as a legitimate right i mean he's producing he's you know help, yeah. helping mix the mix the song cool cool song yep. so those are my four and three okay well my top two are two of my all-time favorite billy squire songs which you have uh belittled in your rankings uh number two is everybody wants you i i to this day i think the song still rips i i, I love the it's a really nice fiery upbeat song um and number one is in the dark I yeah. just I, when that that like we talked about the fate when it fades in, and then that guitar just comes crushing right in there. I I still think that's oh, a, yeah. that's a great tune. Two of my favorites of his. So yeah, it is nice. Yep. yep, nice. All right. So number two. So I went with the title cut off of the off of the third album, Emotions in Motion. Okay. So just a funky, you know, it it's totally different. Very right? different. It's a yeah. Totally different vibe, but great percussion and in bass but that little whistling part kind of reminded me of she drops the bomb <laughs> oh god <laughs> on me kind of the intro yeah uh the intro to it but that pre-chorus the get down you really get down you never that's a down. great part yes Man, yes part. and then it goes back into the groove and yep you know emotions emotion just very i i think that was it's a risky song for him to do totally and he, and he yeah the, and he took it and and ran with it so yep very yep. very cool song mm -hmm. And then number one, I went with Lonely is the Night. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't do that. I know. I had to throw that in there because <laughs> we already talked about why. That should be everybody's world Is that song not on this? Like, I just, I think it's funny how you throw in like L O V E and like, nah, we don't need to put Lonely is the Night. Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I don't it, get it. It, I it's, mean, I, I remember when I was younger, like, or not, you know, when I was like buying like CDs and stuff. And I thought I was like, I'm like, wait, no one else thinks Lonely is the Night is awesome. I like, why, how is this not on this? I mean, it makes, it makes no sense at all. I mean, no. it was, here's the thing. It was released, right? So you got the stroke in the dark. Lonely is the Night and My Kind of Lover, obviously, are the singles yeah. off of that first yeah. album. But Lonely is the Night did not chart which is bonkers which and maybe that's maybe that's why i get i don't know I okay don't... well when did facts of life chart if you put it on this greatest hits <laughs> compilation i mean right you know right i mean that only as a night got played on i mean you heard it all the time yeah so maybe he just maybe he just didn't want to front load the, the compilation with four I, songs off one I album guess, i don't know but yeah but then but then i i would still put that on above yeah you know maybe one of those other songs yeah but <laughs> he can't leave the stroke off though no so no, i don't know uh, i don't know they should have just made it a 17 track album. yeah i agree so yep. anyway my real number one is don't say you love me and okay wow part okay. of the reason is i think when it came out you know yep. that that album you know was was uh 
what did I say? Creatures of, uh, I said that came out in 91. So yeah, 89. So this is like sophomore in high school. Yep. So I, you know, I'm driving and I can remember that song coming out and, you know, just, just awesome. I mean, yeah. lots of different parts to it, it you know, as, as well, kind of as, as it, as it goes through, it's not, you know, traditional, traditionally arranged and it's awesome. a cool song. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cool it song. Just, I, I like that one a lot. I had it ranked a little bit lower, but then again, I thought th- this is a good compilation. I mean, it, it shows you that it, his ca- it shows yeah. you that he's he actually does have a pretty good catalog. Of, you know, yeah. it's 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 like accessible. Some of it gets a little quirky as his career continues, but I think this is a, a good compilation without yeah. you know th- the obvious misfire of not having "Lonely as the Night" on there. Yeah, and we we need somebody somebody out there listening. Let us know why that song. It <laughs> didn't yeah. get included. Help us. Because <laughs> it makes no sense. Makes yep. no sense at all. Yep. All right. So now on to a slam fest tip of the week. So we've we've referenced it many times throughout the episode, but everyone says that Billy Squire's career died after the Rock Me Tonight video was was released. And these guys, Tom and his and Zeus and Sonny talked about it on that ARC episode. And it's funny, Tom, because I had had this noted that I wanted to talk about it. And when I went yeah. back and listened to it, you guys, you guys did dive into that a little mm-hmm. bit too on just, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was, you know, this is what the spotlight gets shown on, you know, with regards to to his career. But did it really, I mean, is this, you know, was this something new for Billy? <laughs> I, honestly, so here's the way I look at it now after thinking about it a little bit more once you asked me to be on this episode. I yeah. feel like it's one of those things where it's like low-hanging fruit to the point where it's almost like that cliche. To me, it's a cliche. Some people may agree or disagree, and we don't have to we don't have to go into this, but it's kind of like, oh, Nirvana killed hair metal. Right. Right. You know, I'd be just because it's so easy and it doesn't really take a lot of thought to make that statement. You just say it, it just the timing lined up. Look, the video is not good. It's it's quite it's quite cringeworthy. I mean, it, it, the pink tank top, nonetheless. But 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 Brad, we we were even talking about even the videos from Don't Say No. You watch like In the Dark and My Cut. He's very awkward the way he carries his body, the way yeah. he the way he carries his his legs and his the way he the way he his mannerisms just. But I think there he had jeans and a T-shirt on, so no one cared. And the songs rocked a little harder. Yes. Rock Me Tonight is a very poppy MTV song with a very flamboyant background and new wave and pink tank top. And it, it I just think people are like, what is this? And you, right. you read the story about him and his relationship with Kenny Ortega, who decided to make the video. And Billy wanted to, like, kill this guy. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. No, I mean, absolutely. Great. uh great points and and zeus even said it on on your episode he says you know you take a guitar out of his hands and he doesn't know what to do that happened i don't think it matters yeah i don't think it matters because he has a guitar in some of those videos he doesn't during the stroke but in those other videos he's got a guitar on and it's still bad brad that section that section of the i believe it's the stroke video he doesn't know what to do with his arms. I know. 
like, 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 I, like, you ever, you ever work with somebody or you ever come across it, like, and they always have like a piece of paper in their hand or like a, a note yeah. because they don't know <laughs> what to do when their hands are, you know what I mean? Yeah. He needs to have like, and, and that video with him having a harmonica in your hand is not going to solve the problem because it only know. makes it worth because even the way he plays the harmonica was not good. So. Because yeah, but and again, even with the guitar on, yeah, at, at times he doesn't. He just doesn't know what to do. And yeah. here's so here's my here's my uh, analogy is okay. Paul Stanley in the Let's Put the X in Sex and You Make Me Rock Hard videos. Right? Excellent points. They Excellent took the guitar point. out of his hands, and yep. oh god. <laughs> It's 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 awkward movement and that and we 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 talk about this so that was when Paul Stanley when he was trying to be the front man era right you know he was trying right. to be the David Lee Roth the John Bon Jovi all you know exactly. the Brett Michaels and it's it's just not good it does, when he doesn't, doesn't look, when he doesn't know what to do he just throws a clap he just <laughs> throws a clap or or puts the hands up in front of the face or something like it just but I think that I think that but I think that was the whole perfect storm it was the awkward it was the awkward body movements combined with you know the pink tank top and the and the yeah. weird coloring and the fact that it was in a bedroom like right. not Cindy Lauper like what what are you why are you in a bed why are you it's like a slumber party video you know what I mean so the whole thing was just terrible but I I, I, I don't know if you if you have this book or if you've heard of the book there's a book called I want my MTV it's absolutely phenomenal it's an oral history of MTV and there's a big section in there. They talk about this video and how did it destroy Billy Squire's career. And Martha, I think it was Martha Quinn, she even said, she's like, I don't remember that being the case when this came out, which is why yeah. I kind of think it's like retroactive, you know, hi, like like yeah. 2020 hindsight, you know, kind of like, oh, Kurt Cobain killed hair metal. You know, yeah. Billy Squire dancing killed his career. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, the next album that came out is that enough is enough that didn't do well you know it doesn't really have i think he had one song off of that maybe on the and i and i think you're making and i think you're yeah. making the point it's not a yeah. good album no it, it, it and i don't and i don't think that album tanked because of the rock me tonight video no you yeah, know but I, but i think not. but i think people people take those that you know timeline of events and like well if this happened then this must have been why you know what i mean right Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the only other thing I'll say is that going back and look at the videos, I went back and watched some footage of some concerts from the early eighties. Yep. And I'll 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 direct people to the Kobo Hall show uh -oh. <laughs> December of eighty two. I mean, Tom, I mean he comes running oh. out. This is on the emotions uh emotion tour. So they started with Everybody Wants You. Okay. And he is just awkward he's got a guitar on too yeah and it's just awkward and they show shots kind of behind him so you can see the crowd and you yeah can, i just i'm just thinking of some of the guys that are look watching him being like what yeah. the fuck are you doing i mean i i've talked about this a lot on different episodes of why certain bands didn't make it bigger and and you know what because they don't look cool that's right. And they don't and they don't know what to do on stage and they didn't totally. have a Sean Delaney, you know, yep. guy or or you know, the a manager or though you know telling them and having people show these people what to do cuz Great point. A lot of them aren't just cool because they're cool. 
I, yep. they were shown what to do on stage. And I don't think he was. Shown and I think the other thing, too, to and, you know, again, you know, with all due respect, not trying to be, you know, insulting here, but he was awkward and he wasn't he wasn't like a uh, like a, you know, a, a pinup guy. He wasn't right. like he no. wasn't like he wasn't nope. exceedingly handsome. He wasn't an no. ugly guy. No. But he wasn't, he, you know, he wasn't like, you know, he, he didn't have that rock star appearance. You know, he, right. he was he was kind of a skinny guy. Yep. He always dressed with like jeans and a T-shirt. So, he you know, and, and that was the kind of music that he performed. But I think you're right. I think the, the image and I think that's what kind of caught up with him. His music changed. His career became very image oriented because those don't say no videos. Those are just performance rock videos like a concert. Right. So but right. when he ha when he started to have to make videos, videos. That's yes. when it was like, oh, you know, this guy might not. He's got, you know, he's got a face for podcasting. You know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, yeah, you get into 84, 85, 86. Yeah. It's all about the, the looks. The visual. That's yeah. it. Yep. It's, it's all yep. about the visual yep. and it just didn't, uh, it just didn't translate. Yeah. So yep. there you go. But yeah, yep. interesting discussion for sure. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yep. Because everyone thinks that it, yeah, that it killed it. But there was other stuff. There is other stuff. There always is other stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now to close this episode out with a which side are you on? And we're going to do kind of a variation of this segment. Normally I take an album and we put side one up against side two, but we already talked about kind of his whole, you know, main discography and at least the hits. So I thought, you know, let's do something different. Okay. And just pull off of the first, uh, well, so the, obviously the big albums I left off, uh, enough's enough, but, you know, take the first single and the B side, you know, of the, of the main single. So the stroke had two days gone as the B side, everybody wants you had keep me satisfied as the B side rock me tonight. Can't get next to you. And then don't say you love me had this too much song did you find that song tom I, I i couldn't find that no nope so i'll talk about it because Go i ahead. i ended up finding it but it was not easy okay. <laughs> so i i didn't even realize that it wasn't on the it wasn't on the album I, bizarre it's a yeah. bizarre story or situation but anyway yep. i'll 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 get to that in a in a minute but what so what are your you know, we've talked about the main singles, yeah. But I kind of wanted to combine the A and B yeah. side and say which which one uh, which one would you you know go with as as the best of the of the combination of these. Th this so. is actually very very easy for me because as much as I'm not a huge super fan of the Stroke, I think Two Days Gone is one of the best songs on Don't Say No that didn't become a hit. Yeah, um, I think yeah. that's one of the. I think that's a friggin' awesome song. If he kept pushing out singles off of that, that could have and probably should have been the next one yeah um i think that's a i think that's a phenomenal song it, everybody wants you is great keep me satisfied is so i mean these songs are b-sides for a reason you know was tell me tell me this did you think i thought keep me satisfied that was smoking by boston boston yeah great uh, that's a great analogy yeah okay that's okay. exactly what i yeah. thought of it again i okay. i like that song but i I, okay. I didn't that didn't work that didn't work for okay. me so yeah everybody wants you and keep me satisfied was was not in there for me what did you think of can't get next to you you know it, it was it was 
again, these songs are B-sides for a reason. You know, <laughs> and, and Rock Me Tonight is not a go-to song for me anyways. Anyway, don't say right. don't say you love me. I love that too much. I didn't I couldn't find it. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so the version I found of that the production is awful. It was just I, I can't even remember where. I don't know if okay. it did direct me back on onto YouTube somehow, but I wherever I was, the production's terrible and it sounds like it's a it's almost a ripoff of the song Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac. Oh Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. I mean, just the the call and response um, okay. kinda with the with the riff. Yeah. The, the production is is awful on that so anyway i wasn't wasn't going to choose that even though i loved the had don't say you love me as the as the first one so yep. yeah the two days gone and i think it was zeus that said it reminded him of living after midnight the moving oh right? yeah the, moving. during the verses yep. or grooving and yep. losing and all yep. that stuff so yeah very 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 cool song yeah, but I I actually liked and again I liked Rock Me Tonight more than you, but Can't yep. Get Next to You I thought was cool. Okay, there, there were there was some there was some synth in there, but the yep. and there was some doo doos in there which I'm a sucker for. But yeah, I thought during the verse that cr- there was a crunchy riff in there, and just yeah, I thought it was I thought yeah. it was a rocking song. So I actually went with Rock Me Tonight. And Can't okay, Get Next. I I also think it's interesting that if the if we have any younger listeners out there. They're probably like, what the hell's a B side? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, it's so funny how antiquated the idea of what we're talking about is. You know, a Wait, s- you had to flip something you- over, and it had a <laughs> shitty song on the other side. They didn't even give you two hits, right? You know, like, oh, like, that's so great! Yeah, you know, it's, and 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 then you move to the the, the single era. Remember oh that? yeah, the, the oh, cassette yeah. single. Now I will say this: when it, when they got, when when we moved into the CD single thing, those at least for the bands that we liked in college, especially like a brand like Pearl Jam. You always oh, yeah. got you always got either like uh, an unreleased track or like a live version live of a track. Stuff. Yeah, Something, like like the CD singles were those were always really good. Those well, were always they, good. Didn't they? They had more than just you know they had like four songs on them sometimes. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, yep. they'd have like yep. multiple multiple yep. songs, not just the A and B. The A and B. Yeah, I just yeah. think that's yeah. funny that now there are kids who they have absolutely no idea what a single is. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> But but the but the idea of a B side, it's like it's like you know one of those things one of those things you you hold up one of those adapters you know the forty five oh, yeah. adapter to put into. But it's funny yeah, now, I, even 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 now, if you collect if you're into vinyl like I am, you'll see some of these like deluxe editions come out with uh, with seven inch singles. Oh yeah, and yeah. they don't even have the big the big hole in them anymore. They just have the regular spindle the regular to, to, to put on the turntable because they're like, who the fuck's gonna buy one of these? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of a funny observation talking that about B sides. No, that is, and yeah, the cause singles, how cr- those crappy sleeves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> that would always you took it out once, and then you I, couldn't get it back in there. And I had, I had the, I had the see. This is this is gonna kill me now, and I feel like I want to look it up because I had the cause single of Forever by Kiss, and I don't know, I can't off the top of my head remember what the hell the friggin' B side was, but I know it was probably oh. friggin' Boomerang or something terrible. No, I think it was it was like the Street Giveth. Oh, okay, okay, which is okay. a little odd, but yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I had the Hide Your Heart one. Okay, and with Betrayed was on the back, I think of 
of that one. But the funny thing about that is it was, right, that came out in the fall. So I think I was going like between dinner and the homecoming dance with yep. my date. We went to the mall <laughs> and I bought the damn thing because I found out that it was out or something. And I couldn't wait, Tom. Couldn't yep. wait until <laughs> tomorrow or the yep. next day. So I go and, of course, yeah, put it in. And listen, I remember, yeah, listen to Hide Your Heart. Uh, well, I, 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 I have to give you massive kudos because I just looked it up. The street giveth and the street taketh away is the flip side of the forever kiss single. <laughs> well, so the only reason I knew that I was going to say somewhere between heaven and hell, I thought maybe that was it. But we I, I, I was a delivery driver for Pizza Hut during high school okay. greatest yep. job ever yeah. <laughs> yep. driving around listening to music, Listen to music. The, whole, the whole time yep. but they had a jukebox still you yep. know back then and, yep. and sure enough forever was there but i used to i used to play the street giveth <laughs> street gave it like i yep. you know you go to lunch you know get get uh it's meal time and you get a little personal pan pizza and i'd put a quarter in and listen to and everyone in the restaurant was like, what the fuck is this? I like, I'm, hey, not that we're going to get veer off into a hot in the shit. I love the street giveth. I think it's a great deep. I think it's a great, great deep. It's a great deep cut. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Better than Cadillac Dreams. Oh, but that's God. a whole, that's a my, whole my co- conversation. My co-host <laughs> Zeus, he fucking loves that song. And Boomerang is. No, nobody likes Boomerang. The worst. Yeah. For sure. Pain, for painful. Sure. Painful. All right, Tom, we made it through. We talked mm-hmm. a lot about Squire. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Love it. Love it. It's it's a great conversation. It's not a band that it people is. talk about or, you know, an it, artist that people talk about a lot. I, I Other than your guys' episode, I yeah. don't think anybody in our little music community of podcasts, I don't nope. think anybody has talked about Squire. To which that, is too, you know, which, which is too bad because the guy's got some really great stuff. He does. He yeah. does. He yep. absolutely does. So thanks yep. again for joining me. Again, most people listening to this, I'm sure, know all about you. But if you want to want to plug your stuff quick, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, shout it out, Loudcast. We're regularly an all-kiss podcast that drop new episodes every Saturday. And then we do the album review crew once a month with Sonny. We do dorm damage episodes once a week. Those are non, you know, kiss really. They're pop culture, TV, movies, whatever. Uh, yeah, so you check us out, subscribe to us on your podcast platform, you look us up on social media, and we have a website, shoutoutloudcast.com. Nice. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it, Brad. Always love joining you, buddy. All right. Yep. Appreciate Thanks, man. it. Take care. Okay. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Has anyone seen Billy Squire in concert? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on his compilation, 16 Strokes from 1995? What's missing? And how would you rank the songs that were included? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Billy Squire's biggest singles slash B-sides from his four biggest studio albums? Don't Say No, Emotions in Motion, Signs of Life, and Here and Now. Which single do you prefer? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com. Request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time.